my married friend. How is married life now? Ah, <laughs> uh, married life is fine. Married life is is fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's going well. Yeah, enjoying good food though. Because your wife can cook very well. <laughs> yeah, enjoying. Well, it's it's one of the perks. Yeah. You know, you know that every time I give someone my number and they call, it's your name that comes up. Ah, like, really? Why? <laughs> you know why now? <laughs> ah. Honestly. <laughs> so I always have to explain that, oh, yeah, this person is my friend. And when I came to the US, I couldn't get SIM card. So we had a family plan and yeah, most of the time. That's 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 by now, now. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's happening. But it's all good. I mean, it's one of those things. We're enjoying the pics. I always have to explain myself. So I always have to tell them how I came into Florida and and things. That's yeah. So, so weird in a, in a funny way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a very funny way. So I have to always be like, oh, you're not the person that is here. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Mohamed Kuranga on today's episode. Um, is I call him Kuranga because Mohamed is very is a very common name. Kuranga is very very different, and we have we have our our dad, our friends that that mistakes put of us. I don't know why he keeps calling <laughs> he keeps calling me Kuranga, but my name is all Kuranga. So it's always fun when you say, hey, Kuranga on call, like, where's Kuranga? I'm like, I'm fine, but Kuranga is in his house. It's always fun. I have a message I need to reply. <laughs> Anyways, well, yeah. um, today's episode will be about how um, test, software testing is crucial to a functioning tech product. And Mohamed or Kuranga would put us through it, even though he's officially not a software test engineer right now, but he has vast experience and he also coordinates and oversee a lot of test engineers. So um, I, I, would, I would stop at this point. I will let him, make, let him introduce himself to us and give us a journey so far. Uh, so, yeah. As Shona said, uh, I'm Mohammed Koranga. Most times I introduce myself as Mohammed, or everyone ends up calling me Koranga because there are too many Mohammeds. And uh, right now I'm actually like a product manager at a fintech company. But over the years, you know, now we have to go through the the journey of life. Yes. So I, I started out as a, a software tester. Uh, I did a lot of manual testing at the beginning, also did some automation testing later on, then also uh, went on to be a business analyst and now uh, doing product owner, product management at the fintech company. So that's kind of the, the journey so far. Yeah. So segue into that journey so far, what were the educational um, already, or what is your educational background to get to this point? Yeah, so um, 
I went to school. I studied computer science. Um, I didn't like a lot of programming, so mm. <laughs> I mean, the 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 computer science course was very difficult. But I made it through. I graduated. Mm. Then I didn't think I was going to be a developer. So, so I I went for like a master's MBA. Mm-hmm. And then also while still considering that, okay, maybe I can still be in tech, I decided to also do a computer information system. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to leave tech like that. So, so yeah, that was the, that was kind of my, that's my educational background. Of course, now also there's a lot of uh, certifications for like uh, PMP and also being agile, all these scrum certification so yeah that's kind of my educational background so what would a test um a software test test engineer need to know to learn to be one uh well i mean um i think one thing that actually made me interested in testing all along was uh, there was i think um am i able to mention people's name (laughs) <laughs> yes yes you can so there was this uh lecturer i think was it came kena or something i can't i can't pronounce it i can't remember the name exactly but uh some of our fit people in computer science would know his name mm. uh so he had this uh he had this software testing class uh there was a software testing one then software testing two software testing one was more basic and teaching you about like general stuff about software testing then the software testing too was the one that went into like the um creating like test scenarios test scripts and all those kind of stuff so so that those classes actually i only did the one i didn't do the two um those classes got me like interested and i Mm. think generally to be a software test engineer i think your general software engineering degree or your computer science degree would be enough but mm. then what we always also find out after school is that at the end of the day it's the skills yes so it's the development skills so um i think for software at least for my own i did a lot of manual testing before i later did some automation yes uh which but most of the automation was mainly uh using selenium uh i did a lot of my programming in java so selenium supports java so that was what i used in creating my test scripts uh okay so uh i think we'll eventually talk about the tools that you use this today but i would say software testing is one sector or one branch of software engineering that i'm not familiar with at all i remember doing interviews job interviews and i had to do some scripting and some API scripting and some API programming. Mm-hmm. I, I could run those things. I could make those things work. But part of the question was I should test. And I didn't know, like, I just didn't know, I had no idea how that works. And I tried studying for it, but we were just not clicking. So tell me how, tell me how software testing contributes to tech products um so i think software testing is like very important it's probably the 
of course, the developers have to actually code the actual software, but then it's a very important step. It's like almost like the last step, mm-hmm. even though it shouldn't be the last step, it should be a continuous process. Like you should be testing, not necessarily testing, but you should be testers should be involved in the process of the development of the requirements. So CICD. Uh, so CICD, that's more continuous integration and continuous uh, what is development. Development. Yes. Uh, probably, but I think what I'm trying to say is, you know, okay, so going through the the software development lifecycle, you have like your requirement stage, then yes. before the development, then the testing. Mm-hmm. But even at the point of the requirements testers should be able to review those requirements so that at that point they can point out anything that isn't maybe business rules that wouldn't work or things like that. It's always cheaper to to uh to like pick out the defects or things that wouldn't work earlier, earlier in yeah. the stage of the development rather than waiting till later. So I guess the main purpose is that um, is always verification, ensuring that the software is actually doing what it is expected to do. So the quality of the system uh, to identify defects or reduce flaws and maybe increase the overall quality of the system and uh, mm. improve the experience of the end user. Yeah, right. So um, speaking of testing, get, gathering requirements, and ensuring that it meets, you know, some certain, certain standards. How do you manage situations where the testing, um, what's it called now, testing pointers, or what you're going to be testing against are not possible? Like, you you know that there's going to be, there'll be a lot of bottlenecks in this particular route. Yeah. As, as you portray how do you convey that message to the product owners or the software engineers yeah so i I think it's also um a lot of it has to do with a lot of collaboration um number one working with the product owners you get a better understanding of what the end goal is what's the purpose of actually this functionality you guys are creating Mm -hmm. then also Communicating with the developers as well, they would be able to tell you, okay, what are some specific things they think or some difficult areas they think you should test. And of course, whether it's manual testing or automated testing, um, sometimes manual is okay, you actually using your system, going through each of the steps, test scenarios, test cases. But then sometimes also maybe you don't have the capability, maybe you don't have the technical know-how. So sometimes the developer will also help you in maybe testing some of those things or even maybe you do something on the front end and maybe they would be the ones to check it on the back end, things like Mm. that. Mm. And of course, we also know developers also do their own testing. At, At least once they do the development, they do their own uh, smoke testing, sanity testing to make sure, okay, what they did passes the basic 
functionality. Yeah. So, so, and then something about testing also is you can never get to have a 100% test coverage. It's impossible. There's no software that has like that as you can cover a lot of the tests uh, scenarios, uh, maybe have your traceability matrix, which makes sure that, okay, you've tested out every requirement, mm. but truly you can never have like, 100% testing so it's just it's software self software is never complete as we know so it's always continuous improvement mm. that, that is that's that is um i just had an epiphany now because i know i did verification and validation as part of my classes in um, my grad school systems engineering so you're talking about traceability house um, of quality um Yes, requirement gathering. I, I think I kind of understand what you're saying now. I understand what testing, software testing is, but it's just how to, the mechanism to, to put in place. That's where I am lacking. So on a typical day, what does a software person, a software test person or software test engineer would have to, to have? Um, so, like, what the typical day looks like? Yes, what the typical day looks like. Um, so, I mean, of course, we all go through the this day age of uh, Scrum. You have your daily stand-up. Mm. From there, you... Okay, so depending on the stage where you guys are, if it is maybe still at the development of the requirements, you probably have a... Uh, a session with the product owner, the business analyst, going through the requirements, trying to understand what the future is. If it is later on in the stage, well, I guess after understanding the requirements, you go on to now create your test cases. Mm -hmm. So if it's manual testing, you create your test cases. Or if it is... Um, Automated testing. Automated testing. You from those test cases, you create, you automate those test scenarios that you've created, mm. and then of course, if now the development has been completed, then you go on to actually execute those test cases or test scenarios. So that's kind of the typical day. Then of course, the annoying part or the funny part is there are days when maybe the environment is down, maybe some of the DevOps people messed something up and your environment that you need to do the testing is actually not available. That's always irritating. So, so, but yeah, you go through the review, you go through creating your test cases, test scenarios, mm. and then the actual execution of those test cases, test scenarios. In your execution, you if everything goes fine, of course, you pass the test case. Mm. If it doesn't, maybe there's a defect, you create a defect, or you even work with the engineers to do some of the testing if you need help in getting through anything particularly. Mm. So if in a scenario where maybe there's a defect, you create a defect, you send the, that story, you send it back to the developer, the developer fix, well, work with you to fix whatever the issue is or understand the issue. And once the issue has been fixed, they put it back in the 
maybe the releases back into the environment mm. where you do your testing. And then once you do your testing, anyways, it's basically rinse and repeat. All the way. Yeah, all the way till you have a working software so where you then, yeah, then you sign off and then during your release end of the, well, depending on how the timing that you guys operate with, you release it into production. And of course, you can still find something in production, which is usually the bad part. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so what are the tools that, I know you mentioned some of them already, but what are the tools that you use day to day that makes you function um, properly? Um, so, you know, it varies by industry and company. Mm-hmm. So I think while I was still in the healthcare insurance, um, for automation, um, it's Selenium that we use. You use that to write your scripts and run your test scripts. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also, if it's like, let's say, if it's like performance testing you're doing, uh, yeah. there's JMeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use JMeter. That one, you use it to test like, the the load on that application like mm-hmm. how many people how many people are pinging it and things like that mm-hmm. uh there's also blaze meter load runner those do the same thing they're kind of performance testing mm-hmm. um in regards to like apis we use like postman so postman you're able to ping those api make api calls uh post and rest and all those posts and all those uh API calls basically. Mm-hmm. So I think another one for like API was like, uh, what's it called? Uh, SOAP UI. SOAP UI is another software we used to use. Uh, then if you're doing like, uh, let's say, maybe it's a web testing that you're doing, maybe manual, and you need to run it on various browsers. So maybe it's Chrome compatible, you want to check it on Safari. You want to check it on Mozilla, you use, uh, I think it's, uh, what's the name of it again? <laughs> I think it's browser stack. I can't, yeah, I think it's browser stack. So mm-hmm. that one helps you to run the application on various browsers. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, um, uh, there's also QTest. QTest, you use that to like create your test scenario, your test cases. That's kind of where you, you create all the steps, then you either pass it or you fail it, create defects. Then mm. of course the usual Jira and ALM as well. You use that for general management of the software development lifecycle. Oh, that, that makes sense. So all, all these tools, are there places where you, you can learn them or do you need certifications to be able to be proficient in them? Uh, <laughs> so funny story. I think this one got cut off in my last discussion. Yeah. So I think a lot of these softwares, I, I learned ALM. At that time, I think back in 2017, that was the one that was still prominent. It was probably when Jira was still coming out. Mm-hmm. So ALM, I learned it at my... Um, the staffing company where I did training, they kind of taught us ALM. 
Then Jira, I learned that through my company. Even though I had said I had Jira experience, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned uh, you how to use Jira there. Then, of course, a lot of it, I think I picked it up at the yeah. company. Because, yeah. you know, you see how that training period where yeah. things are different from different companies. So you can only say, oh, oh, this is what we used to use where I was. Mm-hmm. But you can learn the new stuff at the company. So I think I picked up most of it at my first company. Mm. Yeah. But I think there are I think there are certifications where if the if the person teaching you is good, they probably have some of those softwares, maybe they use it in their company, even though they are not meant to, they can show you, demo it to you to give you an idea of what it looks like. But then a lot of them are also available online uh for free or free trial kind of thing mm. where you can download them and try them out okay so my next question is what are the questions that will be answered by a candidate seeking a job in this role that will convince you to say the person is proficient enough to take up the role uh you know there's there's a thousand questions. <laughs> so that's probably uh I think on a on a high level way, you can probably if if it's like automation testing now, you can ask them questions on uh maybe like things like selenium, some of the um particular there are some tricky steps or things that just have work around that you can ask them on. Mm. So like, okay, how do you... Man, it's been a while. I can't give you specific examples. (laughs) But like, yeah, you can... So there are things, questions like that, but in like manual testing scenario, some basic questions that we even without the true, truly experienced person from the from the pretender. Mm. You can ask them, okay, in white box text testing, what do you verify? Mm. Things like that. Um, like what's the difference between static and dynamic testing? Like what are verifications and what are validations or what are the yes. different? Mm. Then also what are some different type of testing? So like integration testing, uh, smoke testing, sanity testing, what is regression testing? At what point do you decide to automate your testing? Mm. Like rather than doing manual testing. Manually. Mm. Yeah, what are some things that will show you that, okay, you can automate this type of test? Maybe if if the things you're testing are the same thing that are repetitive, then you can always automate those to save you time. But if things change continuously then it's probably best to at least test them manually at that time so there are various questions but yeah yeah but so you've mentioned a lot of questions but which which question will take you aback and say this person knows his onions this person is really good at least there'll be one there'll be one question that you know gives you the hmm. 
Well, you can, I think something at times too is like something like a scenario question where you give them, okay, give them like a scenario that, okay, I have, let me even go very basic. So I have a software that is like a calculator now. How would you walk me through your steps for testing it from creating your your test cases to actually executing them? What are some of the things that you will use? Like what are some of the test cases or particular pain points that you would make sure you're testing? So so I would probably, me personally, I'll probably prefer all those scenario questions where I tell you to walk me through some of your testing, your thinking on how to test and things like that. Sounds like it's similar to what software engineering job interviews would look like. Because uh, I spoke with Martins, who is a software engineer, who is our, our friend. And yeah. it's, he, yeah, it's, he, he says the same thing that asking questions and seeing how the candidates follows through with more questions, clarifying questions and seeing yeah. how they are being able, uh, how they are able to go through that, that problem and finding solution, the journey to finding solution. So there's a lot of similarities. So yes, my final question is explain your or what you do to a seven-year-old. So explain software testing to a seven-year-old. Okay, so let's see. I will probably say to a seven-year-old, if, okay, if now at night, let's say tonight now, let's say this seven-year-old now is my son or my daughter or whatever. Tomorrow morning, you have to go to school. But before you go to school, you always want to eat pancakes and eggs, for example. Right. Okay. For me to make sure that, I think three steps. One is, you came to me this night and you said, oh, mommy, I want to eat, oh, daddy, I want to eat uh, pancake in the morning Mm -hmm. before going to school. So I, as your guiding your parents i will have to note that down or at least if not even noting it down i will put it so i can remember that okay well in the morning john wants to eat pancake so when i wake up in the morning after going through a normal daily routine when i make that pancake i make it the way you like it so maybe you like blueberries or you don't like blueberries or you don't like it to be sweet. When I'm making it, after making it, I have to taste it. Mm. That tasting is me making sure it tastes the way you like you it. Like it. Mm. So that tasting um, is basically me making sure, verifying, testing that the pancake meets your what you like, which is your requirement or your demand. Yeah, but so some of you doesn't know the minimum requirements now. <laughs> yeah, so meet, <laughs> meet, well, I mean, no requirement, but like 
meets what the se- what the seven year old wants. Oh, okay. So that is what they want. That is the taste they like or the type of pancake they like. So me tasting it in the morning or me tasting it after making it is me ensuring that it's you eat it, ensuring that you like it, and then you eat it and it shouldn't send you to the toilet or anything. <laughs> okay. So I think yeah, that's that's kind of I think I was trying to I was trying to put in all the steps from like the you know managing the tickets that is the me noting it down the day before mm. and then in the morning the actual cooking is the development then the tasting is the verification mm. to make sure it meets the seven-year-old standard yeah all right this this was this was a good conversation um even though now now i get i have a good understanding of how software testing works i i appreciate your time you've you've done good justice to a very tough topic because i, I don't think i will have been able to to be able to you know explain what software testing is but now i'm, I'm i think i'm comfortable with that and i'm sure someone out there would would appreciate what what you said today? Uh, so how, how is how is our Tesla going now? How is our Tesla doing? Oh, Tesla Tesla is doing fine. It's 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 fine. It's fine. Do, you, do you have a name uh, for it yet? Oh, it's uh, Tessie. Tessie. I stole the name. I, I stole the name <laughs> from Raya. Ah, uh, <laughs> Tessie. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Tessie uh, the Tesla. Tessie the Tesla. Okay. Anyways, thank you for for. Absolutely, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, and I'm always open to do more. Yes, in the future. Yes. So, if, in case we have follow up questions for people who are interested in this particular topic, we need, would... we need, we probably need a. Of course, the topic is really nice. Tech and stuff is good. We also need a a soccer podcast. Uh, it's coming. It's coming up. Soccer. Soccer. We're we're working on it. So, have you bought your ticket? Ticket to the UK to go and watch the Arsenal win the league. <laughs> Why are you putting me on on, on <laughs> post on cast like this? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive. My plan is that if by February fifteenth at the earliest, latest by end by early March, if Arsenal is still top by at least. A few points. Mm. I'm gonna buy my match tickets. Mm. That way, then I'll start maybe start planning towards going. The our last game of the season is um, uh, Wolves is versus Wolves at the Emirates on May 27th. So mm. yeah, I plan on I plan on going for it. Hopefully, hopefully if we win the title, of course it's still very. We need to strengthen absolutely. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, con- congrats on winning the league. Congrats. We haven't won it. We haven't won it yet. The super, the super team. We cannot compete. February, February fifteenth is when we play Man City. So, mm. if we, if we, if after that game we still 
we are still top by a few more points, then mm. it will it will it will feel like we can win it. Because most of our tough games are coming up. Um, we've played Newcastle, we play you guys at the Emirates, play mm-hmm. Tottenham at well, at their shit stadium. <laughs> then, <laughs> then um, I think we have City. Then yeah. Mm. So. so today we are recording today January eighth. So by the time okay. this podcast out, we'll see maybe it's after or before February fifteenth. So congrats, we cannot compete. All right, so yeah. yeah, thank you, and have a good one. Thank you. Yeah. So have a good night. Uh-huh. Yeah.